0: Producer Derek here, content warning for today's episode. There is a story involving the loss of a pet and some mention of self-harm. If you wish to avoid these topics, skip minutes 9 through 14. Thanks.
1: I put a bucket against the door so Darcy can't break in mid-conversation.
0: Okay, let me click to the intro so I can have the intro and we can... All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all <clears> right. <throat> Hello, friends and fiends! Welcome to Bugs Need Heroes, a podcast illustrating the inspiring abilities of insects. I'm Amanda, and I'm Kelly. Before we get started with this bug-themed character, what's bugging you, Kelly?
1: Um, well, well, I I've, I've missed—I've missed you guys, of course.
0: Yes, and naturally. then
1: um, a mosquito bit me in the back of the arm. I think Betrayed. while I slept because Betrayed I woke by up around <laughs> with a huge mosquito bite, and I don't know how it got here. I'm very high up in a in a tower, which (laughs) that makes me sound pretentious. But
0: I live in a a high rise building. Not to be infringed upon.
1: My ivory tower is full of mosquitoes, apparently. But it it's it must have been an albopictus because it's huge and very itchy, and they are uh, my nemesis. (laughs) Uh, Well, I was
0: a little bit late to the podcast today, but I hope once I tell you why, I will be forgiven. And it was because I was on a bug rescue mission. Oh. Let me send you the picture and you will understand. I love a bug rescue mission. Well, it took way longer than it should have, frankly. It should have just been a simple operation, but the four-year-old got involved and, you know, how it goes. <laughs> Where is my... Here, live recording chat. Here comes the pictures. Oh, it's our that friend. Is... It's our friend. It's <laughs> a tiger moth. Uh, actually, a uh, woolly bear. And it was... I, at the beginning of the woolly bear podcast i said i feel like i haven't seen one in a hundred years and uh and you Wooly blessed so when, a bear. Uh, we went down this morning to play in what my 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 child calls the big room which is actually just the living room because the couches are far enough apart you can play in there uh We were very surprised to find a little woolly bear on the carpet. I have no idea where he came from. We got home at nine o'clock last night. So it's possible he just came in with us at some point. And uh, (laughs) it was really cold this morning. So he wasn't moving much, but he moved enough that I knew he was still with us. Uh, But he wasn't moving a whole lot. I took a picture. He was really tiny, too. I'm used to them being kind of inch long little suckers. But he was eensy-weensy. But yeah, we set him free. We set this little woolly bear free on our uh, my kid also has been farming potatoes this summer. So we put it on one of his potato plants. As you can see in the picture I shared, there's a little bit of potatoes. Sneak it out. And uh, I'll go check on him once it warms up a little bit and see if he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm glad
1: you guys saved him. That's a that's an excellent reason to be late to the podcast. Oh, thank
0: you. I We didn't touch him because we recently learned that you're not supposed to touch them because they have irritating little hairs on them, <laughs> as I learned from this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we thought about putting him in a jar, but we decided that we've really been emphasizing with our son that if an animal is outside, if a bug is outside, that's where it belongs. You shouldn't mess mm-hmm. with it. And that animals belong in the wild and the free. Free and in the wild, as they say on Wild Wildcats. <laughs> <laughs> so he really wanted to set it free. So we set it free. And now no, that's he good. could join his woolly bear brother and on our potato plant.
1: <laughs> and it'll keep your son um, safe from picking up things he shouldn't pick up. If you tell him oh, everything, yeah. should
0: stay outside, you know. That's an interesting thought. That I mean, we don't live anywhere where there's particularly dangerous bugs i think the most dangerous thing that lives around here is probably the black widow and even then you kind of have to go looking for it yeah you'd really have to be digging through some logs to find a black widow <laughs> around here like we don't have the brown recluse although everyone was always like the brown recluse it's in oregon it's coming for you
1: <laughs> well there are other um other difficult insects i mean even other uh like tussock moth caterpillars you don't want to pick those up
0: are they those nasty are on your skin very, or something
1: yeah very irritating or you don't want him to go grab a wasp.
0: <laughs> no, so. a yellow jacket straight to the face. It's not what I'm looking at. <laughs> no. But like my sister lives in Arizona and they're on the like, check your shoes for scorpions. Like, you know. Oh yeah, that's That that's sort of lot. stuff, which I don't need that in my life, thanks. <laughs> but the six-year-old's really into it. I, I, Derek, did you send her a UV light so she could look for scorpions or am I imagining that? Yes, I did. Uh, of course. Of course. <laughs> Consider
1: it the safety protocol.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely not try to freak out her mother. Definitely just try to keep her safe from scorpions. <laughs> why do you know why scorpions will fluoresce under UV light?
1: Um, I think it has something to do with a particular protein in their in their bodies.
0: Oh, fluoresces. Okay. Is it I'm not, do you know, if it's I'm not all sure. they or just some
1: no, I'm pretty sure it's all scorpions.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Yeah. It's their radioactive um,
0: blood. They've been bitten by a radioactive <laughs> man. <laughs> it's their superpower. <laughs> oh yeah. Coming to a TV screen near you, Scorpion Man. Man, Scorpion. There is a scorpion in the in the Spider-Man franchise, but he's like lame. So, <laughs> we don't, don't talk lame. about him much. Well, he's a lot of the Stay tuned for ours, or I guess this will come out after the Spider-Man episode. But the, on the Spider-Man episode, we didn't talk about that. A lot of his villains are just people in suits. <laughs> like I could think of at least three of his main villains are just guys in suits. No powers. Hulkier's a dude in a suit. Rhinoceros is a dude in a suit, and scorpion's a dude in a suit.
1: Seems so... like lazy writing.
0: <laughs> Animals in suits. That's what we like. <laughs> So, <laughs> and Scorpion is one of those where they were really trying to just shoo in the like the thematic. He's a bug man who fights other bug men, so it it should work. I think if you got the right rewrite on it, you could make Scorpion work. But if you're going with that like original conceit uh, that original conceit of a dude in a suit with a robot tail, it's just a little hard to pull off. Does he have powers? interesting oh see they clearly created him as a foil to spider-man which is usually good writing but then they 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 took it too literal and just made him (laughs) a scorpion so it's not good writing (laughs) he uh i don't i don't like that tail
1: it's very weird looking maybe it's just this particular still
0: oh no it's always weird looking it always looks more or less like that
1: it's uh yeah
0: it reminds me strongly of a video game I played as a child called Vector Man. Oh, I remember Vector Man. Where he was also just just made of floating orbs. <laughs> <laughs> Sega. The back of the days when Sega games were impossible to beat. Gula. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, my God. I had a Sega. Do you remember the, um, the Dolphin video
0: game? Oh, Echo the Dolphin? Echo? Yeah. I have it on Steam and I still haven't beat it, even with being able to save and like the being able to look up how to get through levels, I've still never beaten it because it's just so hard. It's very hard. Yeah.
1: I love it, though. That was one of my favorite games when I was a kid.
0: I would play just that first little bit where he's like, I I think Echo might be a she, but the dolphin is like flouncing about with their dolphin family (laughs) and they're like doing flips. I used to play that for like as long as the game would let me before it was like, (laughs) no, the aliens are coming and they're taking your family and you're like, no! And I the music is so soothing. Out. Oh yeah, I love doo, the soundtrack. Do do yeah, like it's it's like on like Sega synthesized yeah. harpsichord. Like it's it's good. It's a good time. <laughs> Back in the oh, uh, man. marine biologist days, where every child in the '90s wanted to be a marine biologist.
1: Oh yeah, me too.
0: Yeah. Me too. Well, I, I, w- I wanted Lisa to be Frank. a entologist and a marine
1: biologist. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I feel like every kid, at least in my age set was like you want to be a paleontologist at one point you want to be a marine biologist at one point you and once you realize a marine biologist isn't feasible you switch to veterinarian and then you (laughs) you move on to what you're actually going to do with your life (laughs) the
1: the must have steps of a particular type of child the total evolution i think you're right (laughs) i think i also considered veterinary school at some point and then realized that um i would not be able to put animals down i couldn't do it yes
0: it would it would wreck me yeah i mean it's not to get dark on, dark on the cast <laughs> but uh <laughs> but it's like one of the higher uh let's say self-harm people self-harm a lot when uh, they're veterinarians yeah you know? yeah because because a lot sensitive. of you, you get into school to you want to help animals and then you spend a lot of your time helping animals cross that rainbow bridge and it can be really yeah. just hard on you and my, it's uh,
1: important. It's an important thing to do. And it's the it's the right thing to do for the mm-hmm. animal and in most cases to ease their suffering. Right. But
0: man, I just. I yeah, do it's it. and a lot of people just like in your office sobbing. I don't know how yeah. much you can put up with like, <laughs> oh, who's crying today? You know, like, uh my cousin was a maria- horse doctor. And, and she says she switched to horses specifically because you put horses down a lot less. Oh yeah, yeah. They live longer. They require a lot of maintenance. Yeah. So you see them often enough that you like kind of get a rapport with this horse, which is what she wants <laughs> horse rapport. Horse. <laughs> you, know, you don't necessarily have to like constantly be like, "Oh, sorry, your horse stepped in a hole and now it's, it's no good."
1: <laughs> our Source. our vet has a really nice system. They have a a big, uh, electric candle on the front desk yeah. and a little sign. And it says when you walk in, if this, if the electric candle is lit, someone in the back room has to say goodbye oh. to their friend. So like everyone knows to be quiet and um mm-hmm. respectful when they come out of that back room. And it's, it's yeah. very, it's very kind. They're
0: very kind. Yeah, office. that's very kind. Because yeah. I remember our cat in 2020, the worst, <laughs> the worst year, our cat, unfortunately, because cats are... They're fine until they're really not fine. By the time you notice that they're sick, they're quite sick. A lot of animals are that way because, you know, weakness, you get predated on. (laughs) So he was, he went from perfectly fine to we were saying goodbye to him in, I I think it was just a week. Oh, I'm sorry. That's awful. Yeah. And someone gave us the stink eye outside the office because my husband was deeply upset. Like... Oh, it was like I mean, it was no time at all gave me this <laughs> i had to talk about Cody too much on this podcast yeah. but um but he yeah. this was the cat he had when he was a single bachelor oh he yeah. found the cat in the backyard and gave it cheese and the cat was like you're mine <laughs> now we're cheese buddies forever and he just he ha- had a cat now and i mean they were like best friends him and this cat like he it's been two years and he still like talks about the cat as if the cat's mm-hmm. in the next room. Yeah. And it, I mean he was he took the day off work to stay home and be in bed. As you and should. So someone was just like crying in public, how dare you, outside of the, the office. And we were like, excuse you, do you want to fight right <laughs> now? Because I'm ready yeah. to fight. I will
1: fly in from New Jersey and fight you.
0: That's uh <laughs> that's so <laughs> you- rude. Kelly's Cur- I don't know how much this is gonna make in the podcast because it's kind of a downer <laughs> subject,
1: but <laughs> I'm trying my hardest not to curse just in mm-hmm. case it does, but I have a whole string of curses prepared for that person.
0: Yeah, that that who, person who would wow. dare to
1: be so so mean about that. It's uh, yeah, our, are my... our pets are family, you know. Yeah, pets are family,
0: guys. Pets are family.
1: I like my what pets my... more than I like most of my family. <laughs> For our I family. like my if friends pets more with. than I
0: like some of my friends. Um, <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite interactions of a stranger was I was at the Portland Art Museum, as I often was it, when I was in college, because I lived down the street from it. And so I was at the PAM and I was in the gift shop and I was with my friend. We had gone to go see, uh, I think it was a Roman exhibit about like Roman life. But I picked up a deck of cards and it was a a Claude Monet deck of cards I said to my friend, "Do you want to play cards? Don't worry, we won't play for Monet." <laughs> uh, and a complete stranger started booing me, like aggressively <laughs> booing me, like the like the the witch lady in Princess Bride. It's like boo, boo, pestilence A complete stranger just started doing that to me in the gift shop of the Portland Art Museum, and I was like, "That was a good one. That was good." <laughs>
1: Don't deserve this <laughs> I would have clapped. Thank I would you. have walked Thank by you. and clapped for a stranger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love
0: a I love a bad pun. It's so good. I, I I love a pun that's so bad that it's good. Uh I would say 30% of my friendship with one of my friends is just exchanging bad puns and she hates it. She hates uh, it, but she does it anyway, so.
1: Oh, I have the same relationship with my best friend. Hello Jeff, if you're listening.
0: Jeff is not listening to this. <laughs> We're just shout uh, everybody out this. Podcast. Shout out to
1: Jeff. But chum my husband, chum. my husband hates it. He's like, "You guys are not funny. You're just not funny." He goes, "Only you and are Jeff not think each other or are, are we funny. You yeah.
0: not funny. Are you <laughs> not clever enough to get my sweet puns?" <laughs> um, we should probably there... get on today's topic. <laughs> 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 Speaking of Pam, the Portland Art Museum, I, I refer oh, to okay. her as if she's my friend Pam. <laughs> Your I best hope. friend Pam. Me and my best friend Pam. The Pam has a great uh collection of one of the things that's related to what we're talking about today they have a great what's referred to as ukiyo-e uh just a disclaimer at the beginning of this podcast if i mispronounce some japanese things in this episode i apologize my japanese is not awesome i i have the fundamentals but i'm not fluent by any means but we have a sister city here in portland called sapporo and we've had this, it's like the oldest sister city in the United States or one of the oldest ones. Oh, wow. And we've been sister cities with them for like 60, like close to 65 years at this point. Uh, so we have a lot of Japanese print stuff at the PAM. The print room is not currently open because of funding issues. But I was able to study for, for I want to say it was a, a full year we studied ukiyo-e through the pam and all of their collection and what, it really what
1: is, what is okay. ukiyo-e?
0: Oh, sorry. ukiyo is it's called the floating world is what it means, but it what it in strictly in art terms what it is is it is printmaking, Japanese printmaking. Oh, okay. So, if you've ever done the thing where like you take a potato and you carve it up and then you stamp it, mhm that's printmaking and it's oh, okay. a ve- that's a very simplified uh understanding of what printmaking is but uh japanese printmaking has this really deep and rich and hugely long tradition in japan and uh in particular when the west and the east were meeting so sorry we're getting into like a lot of art history here but (laughs) that's okay
1: it's it's enlightened me amanda i don't know and i think it's
0: interesting the the Edo period is the last period of Japan where they're completely isolated and they're starting to open up into particularly the Dutch and, but other European uh, countries as well are coming to Japan and starting to trade with them. Cause they have finally opened up. We could get into the whole history of like Japan was extremely isolationist for a long time, but uh, so in the 18th century and the 19th century mm-hmm. is when they start to open up into, okay, we're going to start trading with, other people and Japanese printmaking in particular became hugely popular in Europe and was deeply influential to everything that was going on in Europe art-wise uh you'll see in in the background of Vincent Van Gogh you'll see several ukiyo-e prints just on his walls because he loved he loved Japanese uh printmaking uh it was used as like A bonus gift and like you'd you'd get a fancy vase and your like customer bonus gift would be a japanese print (laughs) like it was it was everywhere and they had a name for it uh i believe it was japanese may Japan, but it was basically the french and the dutch and the english just super loved everything japan into it yeah they became super weebs in of the art world <laughs> the, in the 19th century, and just took all of these ideas, and, and that's where you'll see a lot of what we as Westerners understand to be Japanese aesthetics.
1: Well, it's good and to know being
0: a weeb is a, a very long oh, time tradition, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> Since the moment they opened, people were like, "Oh, I'm into this. This is where it's at." And so a lot of a lot of printmaking in this time is. Uh, trying to categorize trying to to immortalize what japan was like before it opened up so a lot of these prints are focused around geisha focused around uh, kabuki theater focused Mm -hmm. around fishing villages what they were like before the westerners came basically so it kind of is this i want to catalog and remember what japan was like before it changed but i also want to document how it is changing so you have a, there's a period there where japanese printmaking is like the it has its it's thumb on the heartbeat of what's going on in japan so you can track a lot of how people are feeling about it just through <laughs> these these prints it's I, don't, I i could go on about it for a long time but i think it's really interesting to watch this feudal japan switch from okay we're going to open up now we're not going to be feudal Japan anymore we're gonna join up with the western world and it causes this extreme slingshot effect rubber banding of them going from what we would consider you know this this old uh, Japan where they're wearing you know kimonos and they live in fishing villages and they don't drive cars all the way to what bam and just a few years later the emperor's wearing a f- three-piece suit and and that's the official garb of the emperor now is the three-piece suit because he wants to be westernized enough to trade with the westerners who have all these things that japan hasn't had because they've been isolated isolated and meanwhile europe wants all the stuff that japan has because it's cool (laughs) it's
1: it's different and new and yeah
0: yeah and and just aesthetically so different from what was going on in europe that it's they just they're like okay this is this is this is ours now knock knock it's the united states yeah uh, <laughs> I, I hope some of that gets cut down so i'm not just rambling on forever but the uh the, the short the short sum up is japan was isolated on purpose the emperor says okay we're gonna open up westerners come particularly the dutch and they're like oh snap this is some cool stuff you guys got cool stuff <laughs> what's well, samurai's? tell me about samurai and uh boosh, we we begins <laughs> and that um
1: that that kind of ties into today's topic oh, sorry. right
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that all of that was just to say that it ties in today's subject because we are talking about two little dudes the rhinoceros beetle and the stag beetle who are uh, deeply popular in Japan. The way that we talk about, like, falcons, <laughs> you know, like, every, every mascot is a falcon or a tiger oh, yeah. or a yeah. bear or a hawk. You'd see more of that in Japan, would be a rhinoceros beetle, a stag beetle, uh, those little raccoon guys. I forget what they're, they're, raccoon dogs. <laughs> Turuki, that's The
1: rhinoceros beetle, I was reading about children. In some some parts of Japan, children keep them like we keep hamsters.
0: Yeah, they they're keep like them and they pets. breed them. They're just little five dollars. Yeah, they're, they're super like cheap starter pets.
1: <laughs> Very cute. No, it kind of made me want a rhinoceros beetle, after doing the the research for today's
0: episode. <laughs> just put one they, on my desk. Yeah, they seem like they're pretty easy to care for, given that they give them to the children. You know, so it can't be <laughs> it can't be too intensive. But yeah, they're they're just one of those cute little dudes. And the reason why I say it ties back is because the rhinoceros beetle in Japan is referred to as the helmet beetle, referring to the samurai helmet. It literally just means helmet bug. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, if you're talking about a helmet bug, you're talking about this beetle and it's samurai helmets are originally based off of trying to look as much like this beetle as possible. It's
1: very cool. It's a, a Kabuto Mushi, I think. Is the yeah, something close to that. I I didn't. Sorry for my actual... my Japanese pronunciation, but I think it's kabuto mushi. I may not be inflecting on the the right parts of the word, but yeah, so the kabuto part is helmet, and then the yeah. other part is insect. So it's just. So if the, you're
0: familiar with the word work. kabuto at all from Pokemon, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, that's right. The um the kabuto, po- I believe it is. I thought
0: it was uh hair Heracross. hair as well, yes. So Heracross is like literally just the rhinoceros beetle but big. Which again shows <laughs> how popular it is because a lot of the animals get transformed into something more fantastical. Yeah. But oh yeah. They didn't have to change it, a a dang old thing about that. <laughs> about that beautiful <laughs> rhinoceros beetle. He just comes straight out. I'm Heracross. I'm just a big beetle. Well they're oh, they're
1: so neat. So there's the the actually the biggest or or one of one of the biggest flying insects is the Hercules beetle, which is a rhinoceros beetle, and if you can, if you could picture one of these big old dumpy beetles flying, it is. I slow. mean, I... It's very
0: <laughs> <laughs> they're not good. All flyers. I can imagine is just like, uh oh, time to go. He's just like very, very <laughs> slowly making his way across your room. You're like, come on, man.
1: Well, they good they back. can they can weigh up to one ounce. So,
0: oh wow, so which is a pretty heavy. heavy they're box. big heavy dudes yeah I I like them I think (laughs) I'm with you I think I want one as a pet they seem fun
1: I think they're kind of cute uh rhinoceros beetles aren't aggressive so they're a pretty good pet even for for kids I I had also read that they in not just Japan but I think maybe Thailand they will bet on the beetles on two males fighting they turn into like a
0: yeah it's turning, funny. yeah you Yeah, like a little i think it's a lot sweeter i think you're <laughs> you're gonna fight some bugs it's, it's certainly just roll each other over and be like i'm the winner <laughs> and then yeah it's not like rooster else. fighting which yeah, is horrific. yeah exactly it's not no one's
1: getting hurt here no one's getting no hurt. no the, the, the males want to fight they they come together during the breeding season and they take those big old rhinoceros like horns and they just wrestle they come together oh, and they wrestle and they try to flip each other over and
0: whoever whoever flips the other one over first is kind of the winner. so it's a bit like turtles in that way where like yeah yeah. yeah. So, it's my understanding that the the females have no horn at all. It's just no. the dudes have the horn.
1: The females are very cute. They're they're super round and they have kind of pretty I think little like pretty shaped heads and antennae. But no big no big honking horn. So shes she's a better flyer. She's much less <laughs>
0: <laughs> a little less
1: nose heavy for her. Yeah. she can get away. She's not as encumbered. Um, same thing with the stag beetles. Uh, so stag beetles and rhinoceros beetles are only related in as much as they are beetles.
0: Oh really, they're not that related.
1: No, no, they're different families. Which is cool because then we see these two big sexual dimorphic horn structures or for the stag beetle, it's big mandibles Mm -hmm. that have developed, uh, developed separately
0: in two different families. And it's really just for the ladies,
1: ladies, (laughs)
0: ladies. (laughs) So I would say as a Westerner, again, I'm coming at this from someone who has, has studied it in an academic field, but not necessarily like a cultural one. Mm-hmm. I would say that the Western idea of Japan, the two big things that come up are samurais and sumo wrestlers and anime, but we're not talking about that right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so,
1: I, when I think Japan, I think um, samurais because yeah. I, uh, the warrior culture is really interesting to me.
0: And so yeah, many... the Bushido code is very mm-hmm. reminiscent of what we would understand to be the chivalry code.
1: Yep, yeah, knights. for European. So, yeah. I find that to be fascinating.
0: I it lasted a lot longer than yeah. the Knights. Our Knights faded away kind of to obscurity and the Samurai Code kind of stuck with. I would say that it's like the Knights of Chivalry. <laughs> the actual <laughs> like following of that code is pretty iffy. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, you but, this, but the idea of it, the aesthetic of it stuck around a lot longer. Mm-hmm. So I would say if we're doing these two little beetles we can separate them into one's a samurai and one's a sumo wrestler a sumo. and they're friends. <laughs> which um, which would you make? Who would be what? Because the rhinoceros beetle literally means samurai helmet, like literally it those, those two them. items are connected via the word, I would say that that seems like the obvious connection. And I, I should say at this point that in Japan, these these bugs have heroes based off of them. Mm -hmm. in plethora there's plenty of beetle-based bros (laughs) i believe there's even a show called beetle bros uh there's lots of them a beetle borg made it to america briefly in like i think the late 90s uh but there's plenty of beetle-based characters in japan it's just that we in america in particular haven't seen many of them because it's just not in our zeitgeist in the same way
1: well what what we could do, and uh, thank you for producer Derek too, I see you. I see you, Derek, in Discord recommending this. Um oh. so stag stag beetles are very much a European animal. Oh, interesting. Yeah, my gym trainer, he's from London, and we were talking about about the beetles found in in England and how meaningful that symbolism is to to British people. And they're they're named after stag beetles are obviously named after the white stag, the big stag, big deer, the antlers. But in European culture, the stag beetle has a lot of symbolism too. And uh, we've, we actually have drawings of the stag beetle from around 4,000 BC in Europe. Wow. So they've, they've, yeah, they've been a really important part of European culture. So what if, as Derek recommends, what if we make a knight out of the stag beetle and a samurai out of the rhinoceros beetle night, friends. night <laughs> and they friends. Be chivalry friends chivalry friends
0: yeah i love this okay okay let me quickly sketch down uh i should i don't want to cross into the land of cultural appropriism right right but i do want to kind of give him that classic kind of samurai stance you see it a lot in ukiyo of sword up kind of up by your ear and mm-hmm. then you got one leg
1: As far as, you're kind of in a
0: lunging sort of pose. I
1: think I've seen that before in prints.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's very cool. I'm sure you have because it's a very popular. um, A lot of what we understand samurai to be comes from this period where they are producing print both to catalog what life in Japan is like, but there's also an economic element to it of, Mm -hmm. oh, they want to buy this in Europe? I'll make the kind of stuff that that sells. (laughs) And samurai (laughs) prints sold. So there is a lot of and it does bring up a question of like how much of it is really accurate. But luckily, we have a lot of samurai armor on display around around the world, I would say.
1: Yeah. yeah. A lot of
0: it is purely ritualistic. And so it stayed really nice because you have these deeply intricate helmets that weren't really worn to battle at all. <laughs> yeah, they're really, really like, beautiful. I've seen yeah, many art, art ever, museums
1: here in New York City.
0: Yeah, if you've ever been interested in metal craft at all, I would say spend some time looking at samurai helmets because they are very very cool but the if you're familiar with them at all they they have this split horn in front of them mm-hmm. in the front often and you'd think that would be more related to the stag beetle but it's actually where the rhinoceros beetles he has that horn and then on the very end of the Japanese rhinoceros beetle he has it it splits into two it's a Y
1: yep, yeah, yeah, it's a, a, a y. big Y and then further back on the head they have a little horn I don't know if samurai helmets have the same thing it, de- it depends
0: because again you're again you're looking at hundreds of years yeah, of aesthetic here yeah. and pretty commonly they will have either these rhinoceros beetle the horns y. in the front yeah. or the, yeah the Y or they'll have a moon shape a crescent shape something like that and originally it has a sword catching purpose <laughs> but eventually it just becomes more or less an aesthetic choice and it's funny to look at like the old helmets are even more beetle like because they're like really tall. <laughs> Like it, like imagine like a traffic cone. <laughs> with oh, really? With, like horns on? It. Like yeah. L- let me quickly send one to your.
1: Yeah, I'd love channel. to. I don't. I haven't your...
0: looked. I didn't want to
1: spoil myself for any of the samurai helmet stuff because I. Oh no! Fair enough.
0: Fair enough. Okay, okay I'm gonna send it to top. the Discord real fast.
1: Okay, so you have a photo for me. And
0: I shared several into the chat here. So the very first one is that beetle shape, and I believe. Again, I'm not a Japanese historian. Oh wow! I believe this one was more meant for protection from like arrows and stuff. But uh, so that very first one is an older example uh, where it was really quite bug-like. Like if the lines on everything about it really reminds me of the shell of a beetle. Yeah, uh, the, all the that line work looks a lot like the carapace of a beetle. That's beautiful. Yeah, and then the next one down is showing how they went from functional war helmets to like purely <laughs> symbolic decorative pieces like the horns are huge. Oh yeah. The there's this beautiful golden phoenix on the front. I think it's technically a pheasant, but
1: That's awesome.
0: That's so cool looking. And then oh, yeah, this and one then there's the
1: really big horn underneath it.
0: Yeah. Uh the, the 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 Hoshibachi helmet, Hoshibachi just means rivet riveted helmet because the way that helmets are made is they're all bent into the middle piece and then mm-hmm uh riveted in place through one rivet at the very top of the head and uh so this one had a little bit more of that like just a single horn and then the next one down is a little bit more of like that's i would say that is like your template of what a samurai helmet looks like is this they have the neck guard the rivet helmet up to the single rivet and then they have this y-shaped horn on the front
1: right it's oh it's so neat i think i i like the i think i i don't know which one i like the best there again you could just call that a whole cool. well
0: yeah, they're all very cool of because of, i mean thousands and thousands and thousands of pieces have been saved and uh kept nice because this was right at the period where it was you know, as the samurai died <laughs> as the samurai <laughs> culture was eliminated by western influence a lot of westerners were like no you should save this this is cool so kind of a catch 22 on that yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of examples of it because it was taken so <laughs> oh, it's,
1: it's yeah, but it, i mean it's it's amazing looking and it, it it's incredible how much like the rhinoceros beetle these helmets really look like that's awesome yeah
0: quickly sketch in some basic forms here do, 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 do. yeah
1: i think this uh comparing i think not comparing but doing a, a team of samurai and knight will work out pretty well, uh, especially given both both taxa, the rhinoceros beetles and the stag beetles, have a lot of biological similarities, and not not just those big old honking headwear
0: the males use for fighting. Oh, this, I could tell already. This is going to be an intensive. This is going to be an intensive drawing course. <laughs> it's gonna. It's yeah. gonna be tough. It's gonna be a tough one, but that's okay. <laughs> so I, for- it's sorry. It's interesting that uh, in Kubo and the Two Strings, which as a Portlander, I'm obviously very attached to Laika as a studio. That's just, I don't know if you've seen Kubo and the Two Strings. No, no. What is that? So Kubo and the Two Strings is a Laika who's the same ones who did like Coraline. They did uh, Box Trolls. I'm trying to think of other ones that you would have seen if you haven't seen Kubo because Kubo is like what, a paranormal. So they're kind of a, there's a studio here in Portland that uh, does stop motion animation, And they only come out with a project like once every four years because of how long it takes to do stop animation that they're working on several projects all at once. Kind of the... And uh, Kubo and the Two Strings was it's kind of their their big Oscar run. They were nominated for the Oscar. They lost to Zootopia, which as much as I like Zootopia, I will always find to be (laughs) a misstep in like the award ceremony world because Kubo is a masterpiece in my opinion. It is the story of a boy who through the power of his stringed instrument, I believe it's a Koto. uh, He can manipulate origami paper. Oh, cute. And then he goes on this great journey with, (laughs) with a monkey and a samurai who is a beetle. Let me quickly show you the samurai who is a beetle. Yeah. Yeah. Kubo.
1: Oh, neat. Yeah. That's a, That's very cute.
0: He's very beetle-like. He's clearly more, he's more staggy in my, to my eye, because he's got the double horn thing going on, but he's clearly referencing samurai helmets, in my opinion, on on that as
1: well. Oh, yeah. And, and, well, the the thing with the stag beetles, there's, they don't have a, they don't have horned protrusions, like the rhinoceros beetle. They have big mandibles.
0: Yeah. So if it
1: were a stag beetle, it should be coming from the front. Yeah. I think uh, they want to keep his face face
0: nice. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and i won't ruin it for you because i i really think you should go watch it because i think it's yeah. a, a great great film
1: i'm obviously behind in my my bug themed my bug themed shows i'm a
0: curated list <laughs> <laughs> of like bug movies that kelly needs to watch and kubo <laughs> is right on the top of that this is the only bug dude but what a bug dude he is i believe we'll have to do a whole episode where,
1: where i just review bug movies
0: I I gotta look. I gotta double check now that it's Matthew McConaughey. I'm pretty sure it is. Yes, Beetle is played by Matthew McConaughey. Nice. And uh, I, I mm, yes, <laughs> I don't want to say too much because I want you to watch it now. But it is a uh, yeah, Charlize Theron, who we have previously discussed as our our big crush of Hollywood. Oh, love her. She is the monkey. So monkey and Beetle <laughs> go on this adventure with Kubo. And that's all I'll say, because I really want you to watch it and be surprised.
1: I will I will find it, and I will watch it. I have many streaming services, so <laughs> it's got to be somewhere.
0: Now I really want to watch Kubo and the Two Strings. <laughs> it is so good. Uh, sorry, I'm just quickly looking up some sword stuff so that I yeah, can draw no. this sword correctly.
1: No problem. So I guess while you're drawing Amanda, I can go yes. with her. A little bit of their life history. Please tell me more about this, so, beetle boy. <laughs> beetle boys. So both female rhinoceros beetles and stag beetles will lay their eggs in rotting, usually rotting wood. Rhinoceros beetles are will also be laid underground, usually near rotting wood. And then they do your favorite thing where they remain larva for a super long time.
0: <laughs> for a super long time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, for, for some... Some stag beetle larvae can be larvae for six years. Dang!
0: So they're, <laughs> they're just living their little <laughs> pre-puberty life over there, aren't they?
1: So these two families, the stag beetle and rhinoceros beetles, there are many, many species. There's about 15, 1,500 or more species of rhinoceros beetle and over oh, wow. 1,200 species of stag beetle, which is not surprising because coleoptera the the entire beetle order is maybe the largest order of insects many 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 options in the stag beetle and rhinoceros beetle world if you're looking for uh artwork suggestions amanda (laughs) (laughs) so i don't think you want to look through 1500 species of rhinoceros i i i I don't (laughs) i will take the, the general general size and shape please only all right. So yeah, both both of them remain larvae for a fairly long time. Six years, like I said, for the stag beetle and only only maybe eight months for the rhinoceros beetle. The rhinoceros beetle, beetle overall has a shorter lifespan than the stag beetle. And then they become pupae. And uh, the pupae is six to eight months for the stag beetle and about two weeks for the rhinoceros beetle. Oh. It just sounds... Sounds cozy. You're just all wrapped up in that <laughs> little pupae for six months. Sounds nice. i, I try trying to get there myself. <laughs> I want to be want to be a little pupa when the winter rolls around. Oh. Just all cozed up until it's time to be an adult in the springtime again. All right. <laughs> and they eat a ton. Uh, you remember our, our best friend, the woolly bear, who eats a lot. Yes. Um, the beetle larvae are doing the same thing, but they're eating uh, detritus and... Kind of broken down rotting wood but the the fun part is the at least for the rhinoceros beetle they can get to about four inches in length the larvae four inches <laughs> yeah
0: pretty you little... picture it it's not little it's so big um I mean I know that that's a pretty big beetle at the end and mm-hmm. one of the things I've learned over this podcast is that the caterpillar is going to be a lot bigger than whatever emerges from its cocoon because that's mm-hmm that's just how energy works but my my gosh i'm, I'm sorry you can think, see thick. me holding up my yeah. hand so i try to imagine a four inch
1: amanda's got her hands up and she trying, <laughs> as it, as it, trying to picture that's, a
0: big larva in her palm that's that's Very a chunky gay. that's a chunky boy that's all i gotta say about that oh my gosh oh, now they're, I, now they're, I gotta, now they're probably
1: about as big around as your thumb
0: i'm sorry <laughs> that was my, that and that was my speechless face. like just oh my gosh <laughs> it's my it's... furious typing oh these are big oh no <laughs> oh no they're so cute as adults but let me say they go through that awkward teen stage oh for yeah. sure oh they're oh they're it's like good. middle stage is really interesting too where they're like the horn oh, the, is kind of visible through their, their yeah for the, the yeah it's very yeah. very cool
1: a, a lot of so beetles in general have been a food the larva has been a food source for indigenous people i was the about world. to say and i was yeah.
0: like should i say this but i yeah. these <laughs> look tasty if i was starving <laughs> in, the, in the woods and i was oh. like i just gotta eat something and i stumbled across this dude he'd be eaten for sure, I'd be. You think this they look down. tasty? Oh, actually, I don't think they look tasty. Let me take I that. Back. The,
1: the, I don't think they look the squishiness tasty. of their big bodies. I, I feel like I don't. I couldn't. I don't. Do I it. don't think they look tasty. I think they look edible. I mean, nutritional. They're very nutritious.
0: <laughs> they uh, look like they're all. Yeah, they're all fat. They're just yeah making fat. They look like they would help me survive another day if I had they to would. eat them. <laughs> they're a big source of of protein and. Oh, I have oh. scrolled down to the Hercules beetle larva and oh my gosh. Oh a, my gosh. It's a thing, right? It's a thing. Oh, it's a thing and a half. I'll tell you. Oh my gosh. Now, now my, my Google ads are going to be all messed up. From, from furiously Googling uh, larva.
1: Oh, wow. Uh, my Google ads are very strange. Um, <laughs> very, very strange. But uh, But yes, they're real thick, thick children.
0: Of the <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, I love the phrase thick children. That is a how's your son? Eh, he's a he's a little thick. I'm a yeah. little thick. <laughs> oh wow. So they
1: go from being these huge white, um, it reminds me of the brain bug from Starship Troopers. Just yes big thick thing. And they emerge as I think these two very distinct, beautiful types of beetles. Um and they, of course, as we've learned with many many species, you have a, a long larval stage. They have a pretty short adult lifespan. Adult stag beetles live for about think, three to six weeks if they're lucky, <laughs> and um, oh. rhinoceros beetles only for three to four weeks. And they do, think- you know, but they come out and they eat. It's not like some butterflies where they can't eat. Yeah. So they 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 munch on some stuff as adults. They do their mating and then they they call it a day forever they're outy <laughs> they're out of here right and they can be really pretty stag beetles at least the the ones in england that i'm thinking of can be iridescent green so they're just gorgeous coloration with those big mandibles and stag beetle mandibles are kind of funny they they can be 18% of their total mass is just mandibles <laughs>
0: a, a fifth a fifth of them walking around is just their big it's old toothy mandible. boys yeah. They're wow. Well.
1: <laughs> they're not messing around when it comes to this, are they? No, not at all. It actually, it hampers their flight a little bit. So <laughs> yeah, they... we talking about how slow they were <laughs> earlier, but I, there's no way. They, I was looking at a couple studies, and they have to expend 25% more energy than females while flying because that head gets in the way. And while running, they're 40% more energy expenditure than females with no no big heads. Ugh. And uh, st- stag beetles will frequently fall over. The mouse will just fall <laughs> over because their That's heads are so too cute! Heavy. <laughs> oh, Just hobbling along, these little dudes. <laughs> so they've really done uh, that to me is when sexual dimorphism becomes just fascinating when it's to the point where you might fall over. And we think about peacocks. Generally, when I teach my students about sexual dimorphism, we talk about a big peacock tail. Yeah. And how it makes them, it gives the males, they're very visible, their tails are super heavy, so they're not very good at flying, which would make them theoretically easier to catch by predators. So if you can live to be an adult with that insane tail, the ladies find you very attractive. And the stag beetles, I think, are, are kind of a similar thing. If, if you're gonna fall over and roll down that hill, because your headpiece is too big, but you're still alive, the ladies are interested. And they want to hear from you.
0: <laughs> they want
1: to know what's going on with you. There is, I almost never get to recommend a documentary, or, um, but BBC did a show called Life, mm-hmm. hosted by the wonderful world's grandfather, Sir David Attenborough. Ah, I love him. I love him. Oh, I love him.
0: <laughs> uh, I won't do my the-
1: David Attenborough impression, <laughs> but no,
0: the the it's been whipped out before.
1: Oh. Well, there's in life, there's a scene with stag beetle males, and it's it's great. He's, he's discussing what's going on, and so the males are crawling up this tree, and higher up in the tree, there are females waiting, and the males need to get to the females to mate, but they keep stopping along tree branches to fight each other. <laughs> <And> the, <laughs> and the They're just too beetle, distracted
0: by their own desire.
1: <laughs> they can't help it. They're all hopped up on, on hormones. They're ready to go, and they fight each other on the tree branch until one picks up the other and throws it off the tree
0: <laughs> just had off. enough of you get out of here
1: but it, <laughs> bounces, it bounces when it hits the ground it's it's really kind of comical and then the the winner keeps going higher up where he finds more males on his way up to the females oh, and they he's, just and he's, fight him. he's got to no fight fighting yeah choice. it's it's like a it's an epic saga of stag beetles it's great but that's BBC's life. It's, it's fantastic. Uh, episode six. Thanks, Derek. It might be on HBO max now. Oh yeah. Cause of the- I don't, I think we, we saw it on cable, like n- probably nature or something. Yeah. It's fantastic. Uh, and it reminds me of like, we were talking about in, in Europe and chivalry knights fighting each other for the hand of the fair maiden, right?
0: For, yeah. For that romantic love where <laughs> <with> they're pure <laughs> love where nothing ever happens It's always the funniest part of those those romantic poems for me is that like part of the code is that like this nothing ever happens between them. Like that was the (laughs) pinnacle of romance at the time was like, he just loves her. He's so devoted for her so much so that he will never, ever kiss her. (laughs) Um. They will never touch. (laughs) They will never touch. They will only, you know, exchange favors. How's your uh, how's your artwork coming? Well, I'm trying to add as many beetle elements to this knight. I went with knight first just because I feel like he'll go faster because I'm more technically familiar with how hmm. knights do, because because uh, I'm a Westerner living in the West.
1: <laughs> yeah, picture um, get some pictures of stag beetles. So you can see the shape the shape of their mandibles is really interesting. And yeah, let me pull up a stag beetle real fast here. And given their relationship or their their name relationship to the the stag in european culture you could probably use antlers
0: oh yeah that's an interesting point that i could yeah i think i'm gonna give him shoulder horns just so that they're not on his helmet so he's not <laughs> running it but I, I don't know i feel like i got to make him bigger he's got to be bigger because he needs to be like a a tank dude if he's the <laughs> tank and then the samurai uh beetle rhinoceros beetle can be kind of the um
1: the fighter kind of the fighter yeah yeah
0: yeah he's kind of got really cool like it's antler shape i can see why they named it after the antlers because it's these two big yeah the mandibles are hooked on yeah let me see if i can try to reflect that a little bit in my horns here and then yeah kind of curve him around a little less pointy yeah it looks like a little two or three pronged deer
1: yeah his, his mandibles now i kind of want i want a pinned
0: I, want to yeah, well, I mean, we started by saying like, oh, there's they're so friendly. They're they're kind of uh, kept as pets. And then you say, well, they only live a couple of weeks. So I'm like, that's sad. Now I want, to, I well, want the... a hamster at least lasts a while. Is, <laughs> I guess what I'm getting at here.
1: Well, the uh, stag beetles are not I don't think stag beetles are really kept as pets. Just the rhinoceros beetles.
0: Yeah, okay, uh, stag great.
1: beetles will bite you with those mandibles. And they're very painful.
0: Uh, that I believe.
1: There's a, a lot of pressure in those mouth parts. Oh, but the speaking of of like strength both of these guys should have some kind of super strength by the way for your for the hero
0: oh yeah let's talk power sets here their natural power sets should definitely include super strength super strength really slow flights really (laughs) slow (laughs) (laughs) you always see heroes just take it off just and they're like okay we'll beat you there and then this dog beetle just like all right (laughs) (laughs) barely going (laughs) <laughs> two, two feet above the ground slowly uh, here i go <laughs> just just walk just walk no i'm gonna fly that just come on man like everyone's just like walking past him as he yeah, really exactly. slowly <laughs> flies by. he's level you know one on the old city of heroes flight power you're like <laughs> just walk power. it's not oh, worth it's so it so
1: slow oh it's so slow well the kind of cool thing about hercules beetle the, the that really Honkin' boy, that rhinoceros beetle. Yeah, that, that big honkin' boy. It can lift 850 times its own weight. So he
0: should be very strong. Your samurai should be beefy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to make this boy wider. He's gonna have to be a wider boy. <laughs> Hold on. I gotta, I gotta quickly mess with my <laughs> with my proportions here. He's gonna have to be... Okay, I gotta give him a... I gotta give him a huge sword, right? That's just my... Oh,
1: he needs a big sword.
0: That's my Final Fantasy roots talking. That He just needs a sword... <laughs> it's just like it's un- unmanageable how huge this sword is
1: you gotta pay homage to square right it's <laughs> square soft you <laughs> and me buddy
0: <laughs> can't tell you how much of my youth was spent so much of my youth spent on uh unnecessarily huge swords cloud is it
1: cloud sword my brother got oh, me yeah. a big sword like that from <laughs> for christmas one year because i really liked final fantasy and i still like final fantasy but um, yeah, I owned the big cloud sword and it was ridiculous.
0: Every now and then you'll see a cosplayer really <laughs>
1: try to pull it off. And you're like,
0: good on you for carrying around this huge <laughs> sword all day.
1: It's a lot. Uh, I think I do still have it somewhere. Unfortunately, because rhinoceros beetles, and I think, I think stag beetles, are pretty popular for exotic insect collectors, where we're seeing some issues with like black market deals on sharing an endangered species, which is never, never—that's never the look, is it? That's never what you mm-hmm. want to be doing. So uh, please, please don't buy endangered species if you want to own them as pets. There are plenty of not endangered beetles that you can own if you want. So um, always, always make sure you know who you're buying from and that you know what species you're getting, because we don't want to promote any kind of uh, ecological disaster. <laughs> I think we've we've talked about it before. Everything in the ecosystem is linked. And it's not a, it's not okay for us to just take whatever we want all willy nilly. What, um, what colors are you thinking about for your guys?
0: Oh, I don't know. Um, part of me wants to go with the classic red and blue, where one is red and one is blue because that's, (laughs) that's the rules of character design. (laughs) It does seem to be the rule. That's the rule. I can't help the rules, Kelly. I, I'm just a student of the rules. (laughs) I'm gonna, give, it, I'm gonna well, give them that square head. I always thought that was the funniest knight head shape. Oh, squ- <laughs> it's a big square head, yeah.
1: Well the for the rhinoceros beetle, they come in they come in green, yellow, brown, black, kind of like a reddish, reddish brown color. So I can't I can do red. So you can do red. <laughs> um stag beetles, they don't really come in blue. They come in like iridescent, you know, that iridescent green color. Yeah. And okay, also let's do-
0: black. <laughs> um You could like do Jewel- green and call him the Green Knight. Uh, yes. That's definitely not already <laughs> taken. That's not already a name. Don't worry about it. Amanda, what a great idea. How did you ever come <laughs> up with that? The Green Knight. The Ooh. Green Knight. Who would have thought? <laughs> For those of you who do not understand the reference, The Green Knight is a hugely popular poem from the era of knights. It's about, is it Galahad's son? It's not Galahad. It's Maybe Galwayne. it's Galahad. It's about yes, it's Gawain. Gawain. It's Gawain. Of course, yeah. it's Gawain. Uh, recently a movie version of it came out that my parents watched with me oh i had already seen it but my parents watched with me and they just kept asking me questions about what it <laughs> meant like, you think just because i've read the original poem i know what's happening here i don't know I, the answer i really was, liked I sp- it i really liked it too but i, I spent it. most yeah. of my second viewing of it explaining what was happening to my parents <laughs> like wait who's the witch wait is she is she his mom and i was like guys just watch the movie <laughs> pay attention all will be revealed I, and the I answer is it. no it won't all be revealed that's no. part of the frustration they <laughs> were having
1: i'm like real into i love uh folklore and history and um so when when the witch came out did you watch the witch
0: <gasps> the vavitch. the witch, yes. yeah fantastic the vavitch.
1: and then this I, you know then this came out and i was like please give me more movies that are just this
0: give me more folklore i I, honestly i feel like it's one of the things that that disney at least uh, whatever qualms you have with them they are really great at updating a fairy tale and i feel like Mm -hmm. other people should be taking advantage of that format yeah like just update old stuff guys stop remaking movies from the 80s and remake a poem from the 1800s that's all i'm saying (laughs) Go all the way back. We're going we're going 1400s poems
1: 1400s I think. Yeah. For, but um, stop
0: making movies about so cool Elizabeth. Material. We get it. We understood what happened with Elizabeth. We don't need another movie about it. <laughs> Give oh God, me so some. Many. Remember the Cape so movie? Oh, the Kate. The, uh, the that Kate one's great. Now I can
1: I can't fault that one. <laughs> I love that one. Yeah. I must have seen that a 100
0: times. Uh, yeah. Uh yeah. sometimes I'll refer to someone as a real Dudley. Uh, <laughs> that's just me referencing like this tease <laughs> this guy he you know if he had any yes. gumption he'd, he'd be king <laughs> but he doesn't have any gumption no gumption lacking in gumption is oh. is that is it tom hardy in that version as dudley oh my god is it i know is tom that, hardy plays him at one point but i can't is that remember what where my love of tom parties it's very learned. possible that we've discovered an origin for you
1: <laughs> i'm trying to google it now uh, okay let me I'm switch. I'm so excited to see your your artwork for this so I have um, let me
0: th- give you the the bare bones sketch of my uh western night oh yeah let me see let me know if you he's <laughs> part of the problem with this this podcast for me at least is I always feel like if I had three weeks to come up with the design <laughs> it'd be a lot better but I have to like kind of just do like the most basic of of Beezys for for this well, you, purpose you do but know that's okay you do know the topic so you could technically you could come I up try with to do it issues. based off of what we talk about at yeah. the time because i feel like that's more uh organic i feel like we're lying a little bit if i try to do too much pre <laughs> research I guess that's true uh this is the stag boy again this is just like his most bare bones version okay so here's the the sketchiest of sketchy forms of him
1: oh yeah yeah i, I love the i, I love the shul- the shoulder detail for the mandible? Yeah, no, I'll make cool. those
0: attached to his
1: shoulders more realistically. What yeah, I no, what I that's very cool. I like that, and that um that abdomen shield shape is very cool too.
0: Yeah, I mean the idea of him having a huge sword and a huge shield and just being a, a tank boy. I don't draw tanky dudes very often, just because I don't. I'm more of a Isabella Tiger moth.
1: Oh, Isabella, our friend and champion. <laughs>
0: There she is, the queen. I can't tell you guys how hard it has been, and I will eventually not resist any longer, the desire to just make Isabella Tiger Moth fan art of my own podcast. Just like, okay, here we go. <laughs> I'm just gonna draw Isabella. She's yeah. so good. You've gone like full. full. Yeah, I'm all the way in. I'm all the way in on
1: Isabella.
0: <laughs> uh, then, so let's switch gears over to Samurai Boy here. Oh, I don't want to draw this much samurai armor. So I think I'll put him in a not samurai suit (laughs) well you don't have
1: to complete it right now you've got like oh that's true i guess that's very true i could lie
0: i can lie to the people (laughs) (laughs) let me scroll back up to find my (laughs) samurai helmet references i have so in episode one i said my son had brought me a book and said mom what's a stag beetle uh and that's because we have a little japanese book of about like bugs and stuff and mm-hmm. of course it's translated from japanese so it has uh, a lot of japanese bugs in it and one of them was the stag beetle which so i forgot where i was going with this because i'm trying to draw and talk at the same time <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. so on a samurai masks they often have this face shield that is very oni-esque of of trying to scare their opponents i don't know if, if you scroll on one of the reference pictures i showed you uh it's it's a complete face mask I don't know how you want to approach that on a beetle. Maybe I'll just cover it with his sword. I feel he should also have a big get a cheat. Yeah, well, you know. Maybe I'll also give him a big curved sword just to kind of mimic his. Oh no, that looks weird. I need it to be bigger and curvier. We have to make that bigger in post. <laughs> Again, I think I'm gonna go with a like beetle shaped uh armor pieces to try and reference that beetle a little bit again i haven't given either one of them any sort of wing situation well beetles keep their
1: wings pretty tucked tucked away so you don't have to
0: maybe i'll put a little wing detail their wings
1: are very delicate so they keep them under the under the carapace there oh yeah cape derek's mentioning a cape
0: oh yeah superheroes and capes and knights and knights and capes knights in caves <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> i would argue that those two things are connected but yeah uh so there's an episode of mythbusters where they talk about samurai armor as made by paper i think about oh,
1: that episode yeah. a
0: lot whenever cause... i love adam Savage's tested
1: we watch him on youtube now yeah
0: yeah yeah also very cool so a lot of samurai strength of their armor is just literally stacking This <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so i i guess you like like roof tiles they've been tiled together so many times that like oh you got through one layer but like, there was three more layers under that.
1: <laughs> yeah they're really neat. The construction is pretty awesome.
0: So if you've ever been to Portland, speaking of this the the sister cities earlier, the bell outside of the convention center that is where everyone meets up. I'll meet you at the bell, I'll meet you at the bell. Mm-hmm. That is a gift from our sister city of Sapporo. Fun facts for you.
1: Oh that's cool. I've I've seen the bell yeah when when I was in Portland. I didn't know it was a a gift from your sister city. That's very cool.
0: All right. Let me look up. I don't want the larva. I I opened up what I thought was my rhinoceros beetle (laughs) reference.
1: Surprise. It's a thick (laughs) child. Surprise. It's more larva. (laughs) Surprise. It's a thick child. Ah.
0: I think I'll put the the little hook he has on his head. I think I'll put that on his sword. Kind of makes it a weirdly shaped sword, but we're going final fantasy rules over here. People. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It can be whatever. Uh, Derek is saying, put it on the hilt or the scabbard.
0: Oh, there, there you go. That's an idea.
1: Okay, oh, I, I right like here. it. I like it on the scabbard. as a little piece of decoration.
0: Yeah. Cause a lot of times that's an interesting idea to reference. I've completely covered his face with sword now, uh, that a lot of the samurai helmets become very asymmetrical with like one big crescent shape or one big, again, because they became very ceremonial.
1: Yeah.
0: So I'm sure there's people out there who just know, uh, A super ton about samurai armor and my passing knowledge of like (laughs) and it's hard and it uh,
1: protects you
0: is they're all just screaming at their speakers right now
1: well that's what experts do they they scream at their speakers it's okay
0: i've I've heard it referenced that the closest you'll ever feel to being a ghost is when you're listening to a podcast and you know something that the (laughs) podcast hosts don't know and so you're just like (laughs) screaming at them you're like no i think that's that sounds about right. <laughs> if you had to quantify what really makes something look like a bug, what would you say it is? Because for me, it's always the little um, hooks on the arms and legs.
1: <laughs> yeah, arm, hooks, and legs. Carapace detail, like that, that striation in the carapace, the lines. Yeah. While you're drawing, for both of these beetles, how many legs would you give them?
0: What do you think? Well, I, don't, I, I there's nothing wrong with either one. I would say they're going to rank real high for me. Because anything that be, can kept be kept as a pet, I think is a little bit, <laughs> a little bit more fun. Uh, I w- I'm going to go out and say, okay, so six legs. I'm going to give them five legs, maybe even five and a half legs. I wish they lived a little longer, just for mm-hmm. my. Uh, I want them to be my pet needs. I wish they lived a hundred years, so that I could <laughs> keep them as my little buddy for all time. Pass them down to your children. Yeah, exactly. Like a, like a tortoise. <laughs> I want them to. I mean, even if they just lived a couple years, but I, I'm quickly realizing over this part the bugs just don't have any longevity
1: no as a they, creature. they generally don't i mean unless you want six years worth of fat larva because you could do that oh
0: that's <laughs> a good point so really <laughs> really i could keep a, a a worm for six years and then <laughs> a beetle <laughs> for two weeks it's worth it right <laughs> yeah sounds great i mean like I mean, there's something to be said about, like, a pet that you don't interact with. Like, how much of a pet really is it? Because people are like, oh, my snake loves me. I'm like, do they love you or do they just love to be warm in your hands? Yeah. (laughs) And and if you think your snake loves you, that's beautiful for you. I, I love that for you. But, like, a dog interacts with you at a level that a snake doesn't really interact with you. And a bug even less. Like, a bug does not care about you. Does not even, like, know <laughs> you as an entity.
1: No. To the bug, you are, you're like a, a tree for them to walk on. We are yeah, so large exactly. in comparison.
0: There's Yeah, there, uh, yeah. A bug can have individual quirks. I don't know that they necessarily have individual personalities, but again, that might be just my lack of understanding on, on the beautiful world of, of bug. So, like I said, these guys have a lot of heroes that reference them in, Mm. in Japan. I would say that samurai in particular in the West is usually a bad guy, which seems counterintuitive to me. Like the bad guy on Ninja Turtles is a samurai. Oh yeah. And, uh, without getting too deep into a discussion about like Asian representation in comics,
1: <laughs> like and, it's not and, good. And racism.
0: Yeah. yeah where it intersects yeah. with like racism and where it intersects. Interestingly, if you look at it purely academically and not, wow, people suck uh, that you can kind of track it through how American politics feels about Japan at the time.
1: Hmm. So like, yeah,
0: yeah, a lot of, your early comic stuff comics became big during world war ii and a lot of that stays relevant for a few years as far as like character creation so you have a lot of japanese characters who are like super anti-american imperialist, like you know and it's like oh this is gross yeah
1: there's a lot um there's a lot to discuss uh history wise and, and just bad bad news history wise between western western thoughts on eastern culture. So, but that's why we're trying to make sure we're careful with our with our representation here
0: for your your samurai. Right. And we really want to make sure that we're characters and... of of all diverse types are represented as heroes and that's yeah. why the samurai seems like such an obvious choice to me to be more heroic. I would say that the samurai as a hero definitely has a lot of representation in other forms of media. Right. I would argue that Batman gets samurai a lot. Was like there a whole lot. series of Batman where he was a yeah samurai? where he's like right. a, he's a samurai yeah I think yeah. he's a, technically a ninja I'm not sure I didn't I didn't I didn't engage with it much yeah but
1: um, but, but yeah. I, I think samurai for the rhinoceros beetle though was obviously perfect given the name yeah yeah yeah
0: <laughs> Mr Kabuto over here yeah um I would also say that like uh what's the other one that gets samurai a lot oh Wolverine obviously Wolverine oh, hangs out yeah. in Japan. All the time. Yeah, there was that whole run about his, his background. He spends a lot of time over there. Again, I think that's a... Uh, what do the kids like these days? They like Japan. Also, what are like, the kids yeah, like? Yeah, yeah. The, the comic books are reflecting <laughs> what the kids are and, into at the time. And I think it's also important to acknowledge the uh, connection between Japanese comic books and American comic books. That those two things are very influential on each other to begin with. I'm going to call this the bare bones of our samurai character yeah let me see again very basic sort of idea (laughs) and i'll i'll make these nicer over the week
1: yeah i mean you've got like two weeks
0: or more put uh put this in the live chat oh that's very cool that's very rhinoceros
1: beetle looking look at this that's awesome yeah so
0: we've given him this rhinoceros beetle horn which is not how it displays on real samurai helmets, but I figured we'll, we'll go whole hog on the rhinoceros thoughts here. And I've given him kind of this hook sword that kind of mimics that shloop he has in the middle of his head. That's neat. And then, of course, all these body spikes because you got to have body spikes when you're a bug character. That's just beetle the Beetle legs
1: have to have little spikies. That's the, that's the rule.
0: Yeah, his hilt is, again, that kind of rhinoceros horn shape. Again, when I make it more detailed than send you the final version, a lot of beetle. I tried to make beetle kind of shaped armor for his legs, kind of the same way I did for the knight.
1: I like the, um the I don't know what you'd call it, the skirt, I guess. Also, yeah. it, it looks very beetle abdomen-like. It's very good.
0: Good. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. glad that yeah, came that's across. Real, <laughs> that's very cool. <laughs> and then I'll get his knight buddy in here, too. So how do how do you think these two meet? How do these how do these two characters come to be friends? Is it just their shared love of chivalry?
1: <laughs> oh, I don't I don't know. I mean you you can find rhinoceros beetles and stag beetles live in the wild and in, in somewhat similar environments. So they might just come across each other.
0: There's, there's, doing their there's, thing two brothers in arms fate <laughs> brings them together uh do they have any names i should know about like is we will never ma- match isabella tiger moth for a name
1: um no, no nothing really exciting there's like the hercules beetle or um yeah yeah there's nothing like super su- i can't think of like a super cool beetle name i mean the hercules beetle is pretty fun but yeah 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 hercules <laughs> he's definitely
0: he is the man as far as green that's, that's the did. dude <laughs> so how many did you say how many legs you gave
1: it oh i i, I, uh, I didn't i i would give them five right. out of five both i think they're adorable five out
0: of five he's missing a leg
1: <laughs> missing a little bit of leg i i agree with your your take on their their legs are too short yeah they, so I, I
0: want this little buddy to stick around and be my friend and it's hard to do when he's uh dead
1: oh yeah derek brings up a, a good a thing that's in my notes but i mentioned oh it. okay that the uh so the stag beetles their family name is Lucane- lucanidae which is uh, a region of italy where these beetles were amulets which is kind of cool
0: amulets so they would wear them once again we are using beetles as fashion now i want a stag beetle necklace <laughs> <laughs> by the end of this we'll have made you a whole outfit we'll have a dress covered in uh the shiny green beetles will okay. have a beautiful amulet stag beetle amulet stag beetle oh. amulet. <laughs> okay. I will, we'll find we'll find a whole outfit by the end and you will become the bug queen yeah yeah oh yeah dark makes a good point you gotta you gotta give the knight a little amulet
1: oh yeah 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 let me do that right now oh you make it that iridescent green
0: that some of the stag beetles come in very pretty i wonder if there's a, a responsibly sourced place to get a beetle
1: <laughs> there might be uh, there, there might be breeders where they breed yeah. them to, then to make them jewelry out of them and stuff.
0: Oh, yeah, that's true. I hadn't considered that. It's just, it's just one of those guys that I think they're so cool looking. I'm always surprised when I don't see them more. But maybe that just comes down to that their lifespans aren't very long. Yeah. And that they're not from around here. But I always expect them to be like, oh, I'm going to like a pinned bug display. I expect there to be stag beetles and rhinoceros beetles. And sometimes oftentimes there's not but maybe i'm just going with the wrong bug collections i think so i think we
1: covered everything does little rotunda have anything to add to the conversation yeah rotunda how'd you feel about these bugs you like them <laughs> oh it sounds to me like she loves these beetles
0: oh she does she wants to chase them down I don't know. Does she chase? I don't know if she's much of a chaser. I don't know that she's <laughs> much of a chaser. Listeners may remember Rotunda from uh, last week when we discussed her uh plus-sized glory. Yes. She is not much of a bug chaser.
1: <laughs> oh, Rotunda.
0: And now a much healthier weight than when she was a Yes. So she's doing good. <laughs> Head on over to Capital Rotunda <laughs> on Instagram for tips and tricks on how to get your 18-pound cat <laughs> down to a nice, healthy 12 pounds. Oh, Rutanda, she's adorable. She's a good cat, and I, you know, I, I don't want, I don't want to seem biased, but that's a, she's a really good cat. <laughs> <laughs> like she just wants to sit with you and snuggle just you. Hang-
1: yeah,
0: yeah, she's a hangout. I mean, she's the cat everyone wants, right? Where she just hangs out with you and like, is cute. She, so, well, maybe that's just what I want from a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, If you have any pets that you want us to see, particularly if they are dressed up as any sort of bug, as we discussed in the uh, Wooly Bear Festival, or if (laughs) they're just looking particularly cute, or if they're especially a a bug-like, if they're a beetle, ant farms, send us pictures of your pets. We (laughs) want to see them. You can send them to us over on Reddit. You can send it to us on Instagram. Uh, We're out there. Come talk to us. Uh, And we'll be seeing you next time, guys. Bugs Need Heroes is created by Derek Conrad and Kelly Zimmerman hosted by Amanda Allen-Nyde and Kelly Zimmerman Bugs Need Heroes is produced and edited by Derek Conrad Our music is Ladybug Castle by Roll Music All character art by Amanda Allen-Nyde Got a bug question? Email us at bugsneedheroes at gmail.com Check us out on bugsneedheroes.com for the visual companion to our episodes with the artwork of bug-related heroes We also have an Instagram, Twitter, and subreddit under the Bugs Need Heroes name. Thanks for coming by.
1: He looks like an angry dirty man and I love it.